the Public News Service Daily Newscast for May the 10th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. A youth crime bill passed by the Connecticut General Assembly has been sent to Governor Ned Lamont's desk. That even as some youth justice advocates view the bipartisan bill as a step backwards for the state. House Bill 5417 would increase penalties for some serious crimes, with the maximum juvenile sentence extended to up to five years. It also would increase the amount of time a young person could be detained while awaiting a judge's ruling, from six to eight hours. Christina Quaranta with the Connecticut Justice Alliance says the bill doesn't do enough to address the youth mental health crisis that may lead to behavioral issues. Putting on different harmful band-aids or stop gaps is not going to get us where we need to go. What drives meaningful change is addressing the root causes and really helping people get what they need because nobody wants to do things that are wrong or make bad decisions. People naturally want to be sort of productive members of society. A spokesperson for the governor says the bill will be reviewed for consideration. I'm Emily Scott. It has been a year since Iowa adopted sweeping election law changes. For those who haven't voted since then, local administrators say going in without a plan might bring some unwanted surprises for the primary on June the 7th. Among the key changes is a shorter window for early in-person voting, which for this primary opens up on May 18th. Iowans also have less time to request and send in absentee ballots. Lynn County Auditor Joel Miller says that's why people need to be thorough in filling out an absentee ballot. He notes with mail service not as speedy, fixing any mistakes won't be easy. Before, you used to have time to cure something. We could send you out a new application to fill out. There's just not enough time. Miller says having an alternate plan can help voters overcome obstacles, including something non-election related, such as a COVID-19 infection. The deadline to request an absentee ballot is May 23rd. The new rules say it has to be received no later than the end of Election Day, rather than just being postmarked ahead of time. I'm Mike Moen. Now to the journalism beat, CNN reporting the judges of the Pulitzer Prize looked well beyond America's national newsrooms as they recognized some of the best journalism for 2021. Pulitzer winners Monday included the staff of the Miami Herald for breaking news coverage of the Surfside condo collapse and a team at the Tampa Bay Times for investigating dangers at a local battery factory. It should be noted the New York Times won the most Pulitzer Prizes this year of any outlet, including in international reporting, national reporting, and criticism. This is PNS. U.S. Postal Service workers will help feed needy families this Saturday by participating in the Stamp Out Hunger program, collecting and sorting non-perishable food donations from postal customers. In Albuquerque, Marie Montano with the National Association of Letter Carriers leads the drive, and donations help replenish the shelves at Roadrunner Food Bank. Montano says the project is close to her heart because she remembers her own family sometimes struggled to make ends meet. There were six of us in my family. So I remember that it was sometimes tight for my parents. And if I can do it now to help out, I will do as much as I can because I remember that. Due to COVID, letter carriers had to forego the annual tradition the past two years and instead competed in friendly contests to raise cash for Roadrunner, topping out at $10,000 last year. I'm Roz Brown. 
In locations where appropriate, people encouraged to leave a sturdy bag containing non-perishable food items that are not expired next to their mailbox before their regular mail delivery on Saturday. Smaller oil and gas wells churn out roughly half of the nation's overall methane emissions, and they contribute significantly to climate change. That from a study in the journal Nature Communications. West Virginia Democratic Representative Evan Hansen of Morgantown says there are about 75,000 oil and gas wells across the mountain state. He notes thousands are considered to be low-producing, defined as fewer than 15 barrels per day. Hansen says he wants the state to ramp up regular inspection of wells. One problem we've had in West Virginia is that there's so few inspectors at the Office of Oil and Gas Uh, They've had to downsize recently because they haven't been properly funded. Hansen recently sponsored a bill that would place a $100 fee on oil and gas wells to fund the state's Department of Environmental Protection. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. Finally, we head to Ohio, where Mary Sherman tells us hundreds of teens will join together today to bust myths about teenage substance use. The We Are the Majority rally promotes the fact that most young people do not use drugs or alcohol. Over the past 10 years... Thousands of young Ohioans have gathered at the State House for the rally, but it will be virtual for a third year due to COVID. High school senior Allie Sprow is an Ohio Youth-Led Prevention Network Youth Council member. She says they'll specifically discuss the impact of the pandemic on teens. It's really made us all struggle with just trying to navigate every single day. So we thought that it was important to talk about how we can improve our mental health, but also to let teens know that they're not alone and that substance misuse is not the way to handle it. The theme is the teen experience, Own Your Power. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on radio stations big and small, your favorite podcast platform, and you can find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.